Welcome back to the Fun Size Podcast, episode 150. I can hardly believe it. If you're new here, my name is Kirsten, and I am a nutrition and fitness coach for women under 5'3". And if you're on my email list, you'd know that the month of April was all about growing the booty. I've sent my biggest booty building tips and tricks via a weekly email newsletter newsletter on Thursday afternoons, but I know that not everybody likes to read or check their emails, so I figured I'd also share my juicy little nuggets here too. This episode is going to be a really meaty one, so if you're a taking notes kind of girl, you might want to get ready. So I want to start off by saying that I didn't always have the booty that I have now. Now, I'm not saying that what I have now is some jaw-dropping ass people write songs about. I am no Kardashian, but I do take pride in what I've built because while I've always had a little something back there, thanks to genetics, thanks mom and dad, there was a period of my life where it was pretty dang flat. Ironically, that period of my life was when I was practically married to the gym. Even though I was hustling, moving a bunch of weight, I was missing a very, very, very important piece to the puzzle that kept me from growing anything at all. But I'm going to save that very juicy little nugget for the end, so you're just going to have to listen to the whole episode to learn what it is. In the meantime... I'm going to share with you the golden rule of growing the glutes. I'm going to bust some of the biggest booty building myths out there. I'm going to explain the three exercises that will make your booty pop just like they did to mine. And I'll give you my favorite leg day workout accessories, all while including short girl hacks and tips along the way. So without any further ado, let's reveal the number one golden rule for growing glutes. That is progressive overload. Basically, progressive overload means consistently challenging your muscles by using increasingly heavier weights or resistance over time. I've talked about this in depth on episode 94, but essentially all this really means is that you need to lift heavy and you need to progressively lift heavier. So your butt muscles are the strongest muscle you have on your body and you can do a lot more weight than you think you can. Even I sometimes will end a set and like I probably could have done like five more pounds. Of course, lifting heavy weight is something you have to work up to, but that's why it's called progressive overloading. Now, progressive overload is the king of glute growth. I don't think that you could possibly grow your glutes without it. However, there's actually one more thing that needs to be considered to help maximize glute growth, especially for petite women, and that is full range of motion. And this is really important because when you incorporate a full range of motion with that particular body part during that particular exercise, the muscle is stretched to its fullest extent, which helps to activate more muscle fibers and promote greater muscle growth. So I'm sure you've probably heard this before, but when you are working out and lifting, you are actually breaking down your muscle, breaking down the muscle fibers. So the more you break them down, the more they will grow as they're in recovery mode. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, But everybody, tall or short, no matter what height you are, should be using full range of motion. But the truth is, 
Some petite women may fall into bad habits of not using a full range of motion on some exercises because we're already closer to the ground or the equipment doesn't fit us quite right as it does for taller people. Now I say some petite women because I know not all petite women have the same problems, right? We don't all have the same body proportions. Some of us might not be as close to the ground as others. Um, And some gym equipment actually does fit us. So we don't have to worry about this all the time, but there's those sometimes. And so this is This is where like all of this depends on a lot of different factors and it's kind of really hard to just be like, yeah, do this because it really, it all depends. And that's, again, the one thing I keep saying with all of this nutrition fitness stuff. It depends, it depends, it depends. Anyway, what I'm saying is if you're familiar with short girl gym hacks, the ones that I've posted, the ones that you've seen on TikTok, you'd know that some petite women have a shorter range of motion on some exercises simply because of the length of our limbs in relationship to the setup of the bar or the equipment or whatever. This is why it's so important to use those short girl gym hacks when you can because they'll allow you to get the proper range of motion that you need to get the most out of that exercise and therefore build muscle. For example, with deadlifts, We petites are already much closer to the ground than taller people. So if we were to do that exercise like a normal person would from the floor, we most likely, most likely, again, not everybody has this problem, but some people do, or some petites do, we most likely wouldn't be using full range of motion. But if we stand on a riser or a platform or just get like four inches off of the ground, we'll get a deeper range of motion in a deadlift. So all of those short girl gym hacks that I share that you've seen, it's not about looking cool in the gym. It's not just about safety. It's also about performing the movement correctly so that you can get the greatest bang for your buck. Pro tip, aside from using short girl gym hacks, another way to increase your range of motion on exercises is to incorporate mobility and stretching before and after your workouts. This often gets so overlooked. It's boring. It's not sexy. I get it. I tend to want to skip mobility work too. Like it's just, I want to get to the good part of the workout. But if our muscles are tight, they can actually act as a cage around our gains. Limiting your range of motion and reducing your muscle activation during exercises. And that's just not good all around. We want to have enough range of motion to activate as many muscle fibers as possible. So if you think that your lack of mobility and flexibility is contributing to the lack of muscle growth, I highly encourage you to listen to episode 148. You could be lifting heavy and applying progressive overload like a total boss babe, but if you're not using a full range of motion to activate those glute muscle fibers, you're not going to see as much booty growth as you'd like to see. For example, if you're doing squats with a heavy weight, but only going down halfway, you're likely working more quads rather than glutes, which will limit the effectiveness of that exercise for glute growth and increase the effectiveness for quad growth. Some of us don't want to grow more quads. I know I don't. So it's important to take all of this into consideration. 
And speaking of squats, let's roll into the biggest myth of all time. You might have been told that squats are the best exercise for booty growth, but I'm here to tell you that they are not. Not for all of us, at least. While squats do activate the glutes, they also work the quads, the hamstrings, and the low back. This means that the workload is distributed across multiple muscle groups. And this is actually true for deadlifts as well. They're they're compound lifts, which means that they work multiple muscle groups. But unlike the deadlift, the squat works all of them kind of more evenly, give or take. Plus, many people have difficulty applying progressive overload and or properly activating their glutes during squats, which will limit the amount of muscle growth that occurs. Hi, that's me. My strongest quads take over the movement every single time. Could I spend more time perfecting my squats so that this doesn't happen? Yeah, but I don't really want to. Squats aren't my favorite and that's simply okay. Truth is, studies show time and time again, that exercises like hip thrusts and deadlifts actually promote more glute growth than squats. Hip thrusts take the cake for the best booty building or the best cake building exercises out there. Once I started incorporating these into my routine consistently, I saw the most amount of progress. When done properly and with applying progressive overload, hip thrusts allow you to lift a lot of weight. Most people can actually hip thrust more than they can deadlift or squat. And they work your glutes through a full range of motion, activating all three glute muscles, the maximus, the medius, and the minimus to the max. It works them all. It's like, it's such a good exercise. So pro tips for this exercise, use a barbell pad, place it on the bar between the bar and your hips, It makes it a hell of a lot more comfortable, especially when you're doing heavy, heavy weight, and you'll avoid bruising your hips. Been there, done that. It's not fun. It's not pretty. It's really not pretty. Trust me. I'll link the barbell pad that I currently use in the show notes, and fun fact, it's purple. But there are also a ton of other colors. Also, use a platform that's about 10 to 12 inches high. Now I say that because the one I use is about 12 and I feel as a five foot girl, I'm kind of like right in the middle of where all the petites are at. Um, I like using this. It's a much easier setup than using a bench. And it also just, it'll hit your back in the right spot. So then you can just properly push off the ground and be all set up and ready to go, which protects your low back. The box I use for my home gym, I found on Amazon. But if I'm at the gym, I'm not about to be lugging that box to the gym with me. That'd be a little weird. So my current gym doesn't have a short plyo box, but I have seen many gyms that have them. Um, But since it doesn't, I typically would use risers that I could easily set up. And and I usually find that in the um, aerobics classroom. Or if you don't have risers or a short plyo box, you can still use a regular bench but put a weight plate under your booty so that your back meets the bench in a good spot. I'll put a video of this in the show notes as well. Now, regardless of what you use to get that range of motion right for your height, 
you can always check yourself during the lift to see if your body's in the optimal position. So the way you do this is your knees should be higher or at the same height from the ground as your shoulders. I know that sounds really crazy, so I'll also put a video of this in the show notes too. But like when you're in position, your knees and your shoulders should be at the same level. If your shoulders are higher, it's not good. If your shoulders are in line or below, you're in the right spot because this is gonna put the focus on your glutes and your hamstrings rather than your quads. If growing your quads is a thing you want to achieve and focus on, that's fine. Like, do what you've got to do. But I know for most of us, we're all about growing the backside. So keep that in mind. Are you tired of scrolling the gram for your next workout? Or maybe you just wish you had an ongoing, easy-to-follow, short-girl-friendly workout program that you can actually rely on. If that's where you're finding yourself today, then you would really enjoy the Fun Size Fitness app. Inside the app, you'll find a new workout program every month where each exercise is accompanied by a video demonstration performed by a petite. You'll also be able to easily log the weights and the reps that you do so that you can keep making progress week to week. And you'll be able to message me directly at any time if you need help. Here's what three different petite ladies have to say about this app. First one is, I love that the app keeps me consistent with a plan versus winging it whenever I go to the gym. The second, it's a game changer to have a new plan in place every month. And last but not least, I love that it allows me to use new equipment and feel more comfortable about doing new exercises. You can learn more about the FunSize Fitness app and how to download it at funsize.life app. Now there's a lot of studies out there that say that the next best exercise for glute growth is deadlifts, which I absolutely agree with. But I have also found that lunges and split squats have personally been just as, if not more effective for me. So to me, they both take second place and it's really hard for me to like rearrange them. But I will start with deadlifts because I know that someone's going to be like, if I don't. (laughs) So anyway, when I say deadlifts, I mean all variations. So this is traditional sumo, straight leg, the whole nine yards, or should I say five feet? The movement of the deadlift involves hip extension, which is shortening of the glutes, which is a key movement for targeting glute muscles. And just like the hip thrusts, deadlifts allow you to lift heavier weights than many other exercises, which can help you achieve that progressive overload and stimulate muscle growth. Now, a petite pro tip for traditional and sumo barbell deadlifts would be standing on a raised platform. You might not need to stand on a raised platform for dumbbell or for straight leg deadlifts just because you can better place where that bar sits or is because it doesn't sit anywhere. But you know what I'm saying? You can easily adjust that for your height versus starting a deadlift off the ground with a barbell. It's a little bit different. And also, if you're finding you want a little more assistance and support on your core during those heavy lifts, consider wearing a weightlifting belt. The best one for us ladies with shorter torsos is a three-incher from the brand Tupood, Pod, Pood, I think it's Pood because it's P-O-O-D. I don't really know. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form, but I'll link them in the show notes for you. And lastly, like I said, my booty lives for lunges and split squat variations. And this is largely because they allow you to work each leg independently, which ensures that your dominant leg doesn't take over and leave your weaker leg 
behind because nobody wants a half-assed ass, right? So to do lunges and split squats in a way that optimizes booty growth, because I'm sure you've also heard that lunges are kind of a quad growth thing, which they can be, it just depends on how you set up. Anyway, to make sure you're doing them in a way that's optimized for booty growth, make sure you're leaning forward slightly. So you're not bending over, but you're like, you're putting a little bit more emphasis in front of your body. And so by leaning forward, you shift your weight onto your front foot, which places more stress on that front glute as they work to push you back up. Pro tip, the length of your stride can also change which muscles get the most love during this exercise. So taking a big step will hit the glutes and hamstrings more. But if you're looking to target your quads more, take a shorter step. Both strides will get your legs and glutes stronger. And they're both very important for different reasons. And it's really good to mix it up and just have fun with your lunges, okay? I know you're, like everyone's like, oh my god, I hate lunges. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I secretly love them. I'm sorry. I'm a weird one. But so now that you know the best exercises for booty growth, we've got hip thrusts, deadlifts, lunges, split squats, all of those variations, right? Like there are so many hip thrust variations. We could also do single leg. We could do um, floor bridges. All of them are great. Same with deadlifts, like sumo, traditional, straight leg. I don't have a preference over one more than the other. I think they're all really good in their own way. Um, and they're all necessary to grow the booty. And likewise with lunges and split squats, like so many different variations, all very important. But now that you know and are familiar with those, let's go back and debunk those other two myths. So I'm sure that you've seen all of those cute and sexy glute activation exercises like donkey kicks with the little booty resistance bands and glute accessory exercises like cable kickbacks. And while they all certainly have their place, you've definitely seen them in my workouts, they are not going to get you a peachy little booty all on their own. These hot and sexy exercises we see all over Instagram will absolutely help to activate the glutes and they act as a really good primer or even a burnout, but they're not enough on their own to build significant muscle mass. So if someone's just like promoting like lightweight, body weight, a couple little re resistance bands, like, yeah, those are great for activating, but they're not going to build you a big badonkadonk. So do I love a good single leg cable kickback with my fancy ankle straps? Yes, absolutely. And they totally have a place in my workout. And even though I've applied progressive overload and I could do a decent amount of weight with them, they're still an accessory movement, which just basically means that they aren't the holy grail of glute growth. They will certainly assist in developing well-rounded glutes, but only if you're putting the work in on the bigger lifts. So a good booty building program includes all of it, all the glute activation, all the accessory, and all of the heavy compound movements, aka hip thrusts, lunges, and deadlifts. Remember, progressive overload is king, so we need those heavy compound movements in there. Oh, and by the way, I will absolutely link those cable kickback straps into the show notes because they are such a game changer. They are, yeah, you need them in your life.
And finally, the last myth that I want to debunk and just kick to the curb is the idea that glutes are grown in the gym. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? Hitting the gym and working those glutes is very important. They need to be told to grow. They're not going to grow if you don't tell them how to grow, okay? They need some sort of stimulus to be told to grow. However, like any other body part, the actual growth and development of the glutes happens outside the gym when you're just chilling. As I mentioned briefly before, your muscle actually grows when it's repairing and rebuilding. So you break down those muscle fibers during the lift and then after in your recovery time in those 23 hours outside of the gym, your muscle is repairing, rebuilding, and therefore growing. And so you need to give your body time to grow and develop. And it's important to intentionally give these muscles space and rest after a workout. It's the same reason why you can't train legs every single day because it needs time to recover. But also, they aren't going to recover, repair, or grow if they aren't getting the nutrients to do so. This is what I was alluding to in the very beginning. Even though I was doing all of the things that I just talked about, I was doing all of the right exercises, I was doing all the progressive overload, all of the things, my booty wasn't growing. And that's because I was constantly in a calorie deficit for all the competitions I was doing. I was working so hard in the gym. I was working so damn hard. I was lifting so much weight. And even now I'm like, how, I don't even know how I was lifting that much weight because I was so underfed. Um, but it was like everything that I had been doing was so counterproductive because I didn't give my body enough fuel to grow. So before I even started competing, I did have a butt again, genetics. And I did have a little bit of body fat on me, but After being in a calorie deficit for my first several competitions, not only did I lose a bunch of body fat, but I actually lost a ton of muscle mass. And when I prolonged that calorie deficit for four years because I was constantly in competition mode, which was a mistake on my part, but I didn't know better at the time. I was just constantly in that deficit. I lost, I kept the body fat off for sure, but I actually kept losing muscle mass. Like no matter how much I trained, how hard I trained, as I was saying, like I lifted heavy, no matter how much I did, I still couldn't grow because I was actually losing muscle mass, especially in my bum. And I had about two years of a pancake booty and I was trying to find pictures to do a little comparison, but I hardly have any because it was so freaking flat and why would I take a picture of that? And it was embarrassing to tell you the truth because as a bikini competitor, you win your shows by your glutes and I wasn't, mine were non-existent and I was just really tiny um, all around. So I was kind of, that was a very embarrassed stage of mine. Um, But fast forward to years later when I finally started eating in a surplus consistently, I found it was much, 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 much easier to see progress in my glutes because my muscles had enough carbs and calories to build new tissue. Like, 
mind blown. I had been told for years, like, you need to eat to grow, eat to grow, fuel, you need fuel to grow. But I, I just couldn't believe it until it happened to me. So if your goal is to grow a booty, it is so important to be in a surplus or at least eating maintenance calories. Getting a good balance of all three macros. So protein, carbs, and fats. Like don't skimp on any of them. And having a good sleep routine so your body can recover will also be key for maximum booty gains. So it's not just about what goes on in the gym. It's about what happens after with that good nutrition, the good recovery, um, the the full range of motion and, and increasing your mobility. So please, 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 please don't make the same mistake I did by being in a calorie deficit for far too long. It is just not worth it. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for sticking with me to the end of this very juicy episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, I highly encourage you to jump on my email list. You can do so by enrolling in my free recipe library or taking the short girl strength quiz or downloading my petite nutrition hacks. I'll link all of these and every other link I mentioned in this episode in the show notes. And if you've learned something new today, please let me know. I love hearing from you all on Instagram or in the Fun Size Fitness app. And if you're interested in working with me and growing those glutes, reach out anytime or feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching program by going to funsize.life slash coaching. Now, a lot of people think that the one-on-one is just for weight loss. It is not. It is for any goal. So if you are a petite who's looking to build muscle, build lean mass, like I love that shit so much. So that is where we can work together and really maximize and optimize everything. So go check it out, funsize.live slash coaching. Or if you are interested in booty building workouts, not really the nutrition part yet, go to funsize.live slash app and subscribe to the Fun Size Fitness app where you'll find petite friendly workouts and short girl gym hacks and all of that good stuff. As always, Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe and I will catch you in the next episode.